It has come to our attention that some of you are guilty of superstition. Dude, trust us. Winning after an XL pepperoni pie before every game is just a coincidence. Take a breath. And maybe a diabetes test. We're your home for the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. going to have some fun this hour. Our pal Tony Neville, Treasure Island's in studio with us. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, hour number two, Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204, the Sports Group Radio Network. We're hanging with you in Vegas and 1400 KSHP. We switch from the back studio to the front studio most days. Yeah. First hour, and then we come in here. I beg, I beg them. And, I, and I'm telling you, this is how powerful this stuff was. It was like two hours ago. Someone sprayed Lysol in here. I'm telling you, COVID ain't going to get me. The Lysol is. I know you don't like the Lysol. Um, man. I'll, ne- I'll never spray it t- Tony Neville's here. Well, you said your your grandma was, was big into the Lysol wars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She carried can all throughout the house. <laughs> One thing you have to remember is you probably won't have a sinus infection today because of the Lysol in the air. <laughs> Beautiful go. thought. Something good for for you. There, there's a, there's a plus to this. No, there's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I spray my little, what is this stuff? Champagne, Champagne toast. toast. Nice little. It's like, you know what? Doubles as a cologne. Oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no champagne bottle in this room, and there's no toasting going on in here. How you doing? We missed you last week, but we had you on the horn. It's good to see you. How you doing? Man, it's great to be here. You know, I had to start out with a flat tire this morning. That was always oh, exciting. Then I got to the house only to find out my, my uh, you know, the thing that takes your hard water and makes it soft. My little soft water unit went down today. And I'd like to thank all those container ships that are sitting out there in the bay because everything's gone up from 40 to 100 $150. So if you don't feel the taxation without representation, go to your favorite. Uh, how do you store. know? How do you know when the soft water is hard? I mean, you're chewing your cup of water. Or? Well, you can no, you can feel it. It's uh, when the unit doesn't allow water to flow. That means the part that knocks the hard part out has reached every location within your house, and then you have to have your your pipes flushed. A different meaning. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Wilson, Stevie Substance, Tony Neville's here. Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar at TI. The Breeders' Cup's coming up. I can't wait. I got it penciled in. Coming by to see you. You got a horse racing contest that Friday when the Breeders' Cup gets going. How's things on the strip? Everything's going extremely fast, uh, starting about Thursday at 2 o'clock. Uh, we're fortunate enough to regroup, get our numbers ready on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But Thursdays, everybody starts piling in. And by the time we reach fire Friday at 3 or 4 o'clock, we're jammed all the way through Monday night. It started out slow last night. But by the time we got 10 minutes into the first quarter, completely packed. So, you know, it's great when you have a, a, a dining and a drinking uh, built into your race and sports book area. So it, it's a good combination. The game last night, we talked about this in the first hour. I mean, football, 
as much as I love it, it annoys me. It annoys me to no end. If I could rattle off a dozen of them. That Fresno State game a couple of weeks ago against Hawaii. You got the game won. Run the ball. And they don't. And they lose. The Colts gave the game away last night. Tony, they're murdering them. They're, I mean, Jackson can do nothing. And then the Colts open up a lead, so they go to a prevent defense. Well, it took them five minutes to score. If you didn't change anything, they wouldn't have scored. And then all of a sudden, the momentum shifts. I, these teams do this stuff. It is the most infuriating thing to me. It's like, why, why would you change something that is working beautifully? Don't take McHugh out. Don't take McHugh out last night. He was pitching fine. What are you doing? I don't know what's going on. It's just that was two different halves. That was a sleep fest the first half. If you were a Ravens fan, you were kind of cringing. But then the second half, they unloaded. You know, the second half line came out on the over-under 24, 23 and a half. We hung to 23 and a half. And uh, every, a lot of folks that were at 24 ended up down around the 23 and a half number. Second half was uh, different. It was different. You know, uh, what was it? The missed extra point was really the difference in the game. Yeah, the kicker, the their kicker was hurt. I mean, that cost them. And then the phantom forward lateral, unbelievable. Yeah, I just I'm you like, just look and wonder what, what's really happening out here. <laughs> what what now? The forward lateral is a pass. I mean, it's. I'm it's I, all weird. I all I can say, and for Bills fans that are out there. Because everybody else has let it go. I'm sorry. Never going to let it go. Where was that officiating crew and the drunk guy in the replay booth for the Music City Miracle? (laughs) Because that was a forward lateral. That one last night was not a forward lateral. Yeah, it's... um... It's to be determined, you know, between New York and the field of play, exactly what's going on. Maybe cocktails started a couple hours early. Who knows? Who are you rooting for in that game? Did it matter? Oh, yeah, it really mattered a whole heck of a lot, as they say. We had a, uh, a complete beatdown this weekend. All your premier quarterbacks won and covered. And, of course, that meant the money line got there, too. And then, of course, it went to that last premier quarterback that played for Edgar Allan Poe's team, Nevermore the Ravens. <laughs> and, of course, if that would have happened, we would have been squashed again. Uh, <laughs> Tony Neville's here. The fun's just beginning on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Tony Neville's here from Treasure Island. Stevie, NHL season opens tonight. Golden Knights cracking. You know what that means, my friend? There's a bunch of things happening. Uh, so, John Smith subs? Is he doing a... He's going to eventually do some hockey stuff. All right. It, no, no, how, about, how about Terrible? So are we, are we going to spin the wheel at Terrible? Yes. you got okay. the Raiders game day giveaway and now the Golden Knights, the VGK game day giveaway. Terribles all around the valley. Adam Cutner, the power play deal, all the cool stuff. Hockey is back, so we're excited about that. 
And um, we'll have Vegas Hockey Howling for you. Ken Bolke, Simbin.Vegas. In studio with us. Top of the hour, KSHP.com. There's a listen live function. We'll take you up to Scott Farrell on the network. Mr. Neville is here. By the way, uh, I am the biggest baby on the planet. I hate it. Oh, my God. We had 40, 50-mile-an-hour winds last night. I mean, look at me. I'm wearing a hooded sweatshirt. I was looking for the snow shovel in the garage. Yeah, Tony's got a sweatshirt on. The, the three neighbors that, that were right around my house, their yards are now all in my backyard. Yes. That, and was, that was nuts. Yeah. I drove to Henderson today, this morning, about 6.30, to drive a friend of mine to the doctor's office. And I did notice that the sheep range had snow on it, and the spring mountains have snow on it. So people that are looking for Thanksgiving to uh, go snow skiing... If we can keep those cool temperatures up, uh, maybe we'll have some for the uh, snow bunnies. Yep. There'll be be snow up on Charleston. It is gorgeous in the valley when the mountains are snow-camped. Yes, fantastic. And if this wind would just stop a little bit, we could get back out on the golf course. But this is crazy wind we've had the last uh, 36 hours. Speaking of back-to-back weeks, PGA Tour in Vegas, playing the brand-new course in Summerlin, the Summit. I mean, good luck. These guys are trying to figure out the golf course. I mean, how do you hit the ball in 40-mile-an-hour crosswinds? But that's going to be interesting. A brand-new course they've not seen before, and it's a beautiful new course. And very much looking forward to that. Back-to-back hey, weeks, the PGA Tour here. Have you played that course yet, Brian? I've had the good fortune to have played it twice. Oh, I hear it's magnificent. It's unbelievable. A, unbelievable. Wide fairways, but unlike TPC Summerlin last week, there are many runoff areas around the green, but there are also some real thick, patchy, rough spots. So they're gonna—they're still gonna go low. I guess Morikawa, who—that's his home course, Colin Morikawa, shot a 62 there. But I mean, you know, you can see a guy like that terrorizing a course on a beautiful, pristine day, and it's his home course, and he has working knowledge of what's going on. The greens are unbelievable. I mean, they're so pure. So I would think they'll go low because the fairways are pretty wide. But I can't wait to see how it looks on TV. It's an incredible course. You know, I need those holes just a little bit wider. I'm missing a lot of putts by a quarter of an inch. <laughs> when you want the manhole covers on the green? Yeah, that's what I need. <laughs> Can you take a drill and just kind of yeah. open, open them up a little bit? And and, get, and and then and then line your putt up. Get some of those super wide grips on the tip of your club yeah. and just stir the hole with it. <laughs> How about the NFL heading to week six, Tony? The injuries, Stevie's been busy on the injury side. Uh, the adjustments, the over-adjustments. It's a fun, interesting NFL season. You got some big takeaways? Well, the Cowboys are better than I thought they were going to be. They look good. They, uh, they, of course, they're in the weakest division. But at the same time, uh, we have to give them credit. Cardinals are as good or better than what I expected. I expect them to be a contender and not a pretender. I'm worried about the 49ers. They continue to battle the injury bug. Seattle, I was a little surprised how big that number is. They're kind of a pretty big dog this weekend. I think, what are they, three or four or five points, something like that, Brian? And I I didn't really see that coming. Uh, It seems like there's some defenses out there that aren't doing too much. And Can you? I, I'm still. I am still. I watched the highlights again. I didn't go out of my way. They just happened to be on. It's somebody. Well, they had the lightning delay or whatever the other night. I'm like, all right. 
I'm watching the highlights of that Chargers Browns game. I I still cannot understand how those two defenses a decided not to cover anybody or tackle anybody. Two NFL defenses. You can sit there and say, "Hey, that was entertaining." I got news for you. The coaches in the film room are like, "I'm looking for changes." What are you doing? Well, my lead supervisor down there, Mike Johnson, being from Cleveland, big Browns fan, and of course he just had to really swallow his pride when they came up short. But with both teams, there were a couple of times where there was like a single arm tackle, and when you throw a single arm out there without the other, you know, arm oh, to wrap it, it up, shoved it two stiff arms and just like, well, he obliterated at one guy. I know, but uh, you know, it, it, tackling is tackling, and. And we're five weeks into it. You know how beat up are some of these guys? Some of these guys are out there playing and probably uh, could use a week or two off to get back to close to ninety percent healthy. And that's not an excuse. I mean, they make big money, but I think that's what you can expect because this day and age, it's about score, 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 score. And I think a lot of these defenses have so much confidence in the guy that's taking the snaps from center that they figure that they'll end up uh, on top by the end. The Kansas City defense, that is a story here. I mean, Kansas City's a really, still a very good football team. But I'll tell you, you know, you keep you keep going with it. Oh, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. And all of a sudden, I mean, you can dig yourself a hole that you may not get out of. I mean, if, if the Chargers keep going, the, the Ravens, you know, get a win like that last night. Um... Uh, you know, the Raiders and the Broncos, you know, I'm not buying that. I mean, the, but the Chiefs have, are literally, you know, you're looking at a wild card. They're going to have to play an extra game the way it's going. Well, let me ask you a question. During the offseason, how many golf tournaments do these defensive coordinators have and sit around in the 19th hole slamming down a few beers and going, what are we going to do to stop the Kansas City offense? And I think right now people understand that they can be stopped by making just a few adjustments. And number one, it's slowing down Hill out there on the outside. Well, you know, that's a good point. I don't think you can slow them down. They're, they're going to still very much have their moments. But if you think of the mindset of teams going against them, all right, they're, like they're playing Washington this week. They're laying seven on the road, right? Washington's mindset before the season started, right? Hey, listen, we got this great defense. You know, we want to run, stop the run, let our defense create a turnover here and there, shorten the game. I think anybody now that's playing Kansas City, they're completely altering the master plan going, our best shot is to get in a track meet with them. Let's try. I mean, and no one would ever think that that made sense. But now I think you go in saying, let's go for it. We can score against these guys, and let's take chances on defense. Mahomes will burn us occasionally. But if we can create a turnover or two, teams are thinking maybe they can outscore them, which is you would, at the beginning of the season you would have thought is crazy. But Kansas City can't stop anybody. 
well, let's have Kansas City and Andy look over what they're doing with those receivers, and let's start having Hill running six and eight down across the middle because he's faster than any linebacker and start using him like a Danny Edelman and then find one of the other guys that possesses some speed and either hit them out of the backfield or, or hit one of their other wide receivers on the on the deep route. But I think they've got to throw some balls in that you know, from the line of scrimmage to the first eight or nine yards and work some teams under to draw those safeties in some, Brian. Well, for the most part, if you make a team one-dimensional, I don't even a guy like Mahomes, if you're if you're behind and you're chasing, you're one-dimensional, you know, these defenses can have their moments with you. Tony Neville's here, Treasure Island, Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Thursday we'll be over in the Superbook with Jay Cornegate. Don't forget Football Central each and every Sunday in the theater over at the Westgate. Having a good time with Stevie Slapshot, Tony Neville. I'm Brian Blessing. Glad you're with us. Sirius 204, the Sportsbook Radio Network. Coming right back to Vegas, Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Radio Network. Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Tis a Tuesday. It's a Tony Tuesday. Tony Neville's here. Treasure Island. Don't forget our friends downtown at the Golden Nugget. They got the concert series going on. And happy hour. Every day, 4 to 6 p.m. Cadillac Cantina. The Chart House. Vic and Anthony's down there. A lot of great stuff going on downtown as well here in Las Vegas. Perfect. I got a little something to do until like 3.30. So I should be able to hop right on over there. It's going to be a good day. You don't go out in public. No, I just don't go out with you. You're a hermit. <laughs> Say hello to Tony Miller. Be sure. The big man. Yeah, Big man. Him. <laughs> he's a good man. Yeah, yeah. And a cowboy fan. Yeah, he's well, got to be happy. Well, in spite yeah. of that, he's a good guy. <laughs> as good as you can get. Hey, listen. We were talking during the break about the Gruden thing a little bit. Stevie brought up a good point in terms of va- wagering on these guys. You know, what impact will it have? More... It becomes, and what's the impact on the Raiders? You know, how will they react to all this? But it's funny. It's like we were talking about in the first hour on the air, and Tony, just as in the course of conversation, well, who's got the vendetta? Who's released this stuff? Listen, the stuff that was written, not sad, but the stuff that was written, horrific. It's horrible. And he paid the price. And, you know, I, I had said in the first hour, I said, I got a 12-year-old granddaughter. And I'm like, you know, you try to teach kids. Everybody's got a phone. Everybody's got, you know, email. I mean, you, you can't do that stuff. Because any dumb little thing you post on Instagram today can haunt you 10 years from now. This is the world we're living in. But you brought up a point that we did discuss in the first hour. And not letting Gruden off the hook in any way, shape, or form. I mean, just wrong. Just, just flat out wrong. But one of the big things he did do amongst all the things he did, he said something about Goodell. And he's taking shots at Goodell. And, oh, by the way, do not kid yourself. The NFL, forever and a day, 
going back to the Al Davis days. And Al Davis always took on the NFL. He was a rebel. And any chance the NFL got uh, had to stick a fork in the Raiders, be it in Oakland, L.A., now here, they took. And this stuff comes out as a result of an investigation they were doing on Washington. And you said, you know, who had the vendetta? I mean, again, it's wrong, and he's paid for it. But the NFL st- still has a stone in their shoe. They got the license plate. All the years the Raiders would take them on back to the Al Davis days. Any chance they get, they'll take it. Well, you know what? Maybe the Raiders have paid the price in the past, but let me tell you, I think the league is, especially after yesterday, is more healthy from what they've learned from the bad side of what they've found in the Raider organization and from some of those uh, disagreements that Al had with previous commissioners. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's helped him to be able to use more products to sell the NFL as opposed to making it so singular. Uh, I think Jerry Jones utilized some of Al's tactics in order to get some things done on the NFC side of the uh, slate there. So, again, there was there. it's horrible what was done and what was said. Uh those things happen, and when people want you down, they're going to take you down. Human beings, listen, uh, Tony, maybe. I know you're not perfect. No, I mean, listen. Everybody said, done, thought bad things in their life, you know. But I, I don't get it. I've just, I've never gotten it. You know, if it's mom and dad, thanks. I just don't. I don't know why life is so hard. I get up, I do my level best, you know, say hi to anybody, says hi to me, hold doors for, you know, hold doors for women, here comes a little old lady, hold the door for, I hold the door, I call people sir who are 30 years younger than me, I don't know, why is life so hard? How hard is it to just walk around and be nice to other people in the hopes they'll be nice to you? Why is life so hard? But it's not so hard. You know what the downside is? Is because we want to bring out the negative, impactful things on people's personality. Not once have you read anything on all the great things John Gruden has done, not only as a Raider coach, but as a Tampa Bay coach and and where are the good things? Where's the list of all the, the great things he's done for underprivileged kids, people of a different color, you know, that are black, white, green, blue, orange, or whatever color, and, and, and the youth of America. I mean, he's done so many other great things that when you tilt the balance, maybe what he said was not the right thing, but maybe in the balance of things, no, he's done more good than the bad. No one, no one anymore has any wiggle room. None. None. You know what I mean? I mean... Second chances, whatever. I, again, I'm not. You can't. It's un, it's indefensible. You know what was put down. You know in ink. And I just, I, I just, life is not. Should not be this hard. Well, I think it's when you destroy others by things you say or do, they're not forgiving. But if you destroy yourself through cocaine or drugs or things or alcohol, whatever it may be. Uh, bad relationships, they're forgiving that way. But when you bring down, disparage other people, uh, there's a fine line you can only walk, and it's not made to be. Yeah. I, 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 again, I just 
you're right about the about the vendetta. Some some somebody because because this went on. This happened ten years ago. He there's probably things that go back 15, I don't, 20 I don't, years. I don't think it was that long ago. But okay, I I, I thought the I thought the emails to it was Bruce I, Allen, wasn't it? Yeah, but I, I think it's been in more than. All right. It's been closer than that. We'll say it began in 2011. It began then. So, so, and I'm, I'm with Brian. It's wrong. But so, if it's wrong, why wasn't it wrong then, right? So, so now, it's convenient for somebody to use this to get him out of the position for some reason that that other person wants him out of that position right now. And knowing that, so where are we going to go now with the Raiders, Brian? I mean, what's going to happen? Are they going to be able to get somebody up there on the deck to steer the boat and, you know, get us out to the, the what we call the playoff seas? Or is this going to be something that we're just not going to be able to jump over the hurdle with? I think they're just going to plug in an interim guy for now. and, and you know. Yeah, no. Rich Passaccia, the special teams coach, is the interim coach, which is actually – organizationally a smart move so you leave the coordinators and the position coaches with their guys I mean, you could throw way too much on the plate of the offensive or defensive coordinator this is a smart move he can still manage his special teams I think not to you know, diminish it but of all the things he can handle his special teams duty but let him manage the game to let your coordinators really be you're going to have like three head coaches. He's the game manager, and the offensive defensive coordinators keep their focus. The, the question is, does the team keep its focus? I mean, think about it. We're 14 days ago, these guys were 3 and 0, riding high. Now they're holding hands like Thelma and Louise. Well, you know, the Review Journal put out the article which made you think that, that when they had the players-only meeting, I believe, on Friday prior to the Bear game, that everybody understood where the coach came from, what he said, and that things inside the locker, some of the folks felt really good and that the uh, air had been clean, but it kind of left you in that same deal that some of the players may have had a little bit of resentment. Well, let's just look at what was – hey, let's just cut to the chase. Look at that game Sunday. They were god-awful. Right. They were horrible. So clearly that was a massive distraction during the week. They were that that was horrific and an awful performance against a rookie quarterback on the road. They abandoned the run and they, they were lifeless. Well, was it abandoning the run? I, I'm still looking at I'm not is Josh Jacobs hundred percent? Yeah, he's fine. That's what made no sense whatsoever. And then Carr gets dinged up. It's still a one-possession game. Carr comes back in. I don't think he knew what day of the week it was. And he comes in, and he's slinging it all over creation. And you got Jacobs back and healthy. And you got a big line. Run the ball. I mean, it was a one-possession game. They acted like they were down 24. They were a mess. Wow. Well, I guess that's still offensive coordinator. Well, unless you thought Gruden was calling the plays. I think he was calling the plays. I think wow. he, I mean, he he had that big. Yeah, no, no. Gruden very problem. was very much involved with the yeah. play con. Yeah, but but clearly, that team had nothing to offer. I mean, it was like it was close to a no show. So now we'll see what they do moving forward. Well, it was the reverse mutiny on the bounty. Right, yeah, a little bit. It's, I mean, that's why we were watching really closely 
the Tennessee-Jacksonville game. And you're watching that game going, I want, I want, I want to see body language here. Right. You know, because the Jags were another one that could have just run for the bus and, you know, pulled the old big trap door on Urban Meyer. Yeah, well, the Jags have what? Lost 20 straight now, so... Uh, no, they're consistent. Give them credit. Yeah. If you're betting against them on the money line, you're doing really well. <laughs> Good point you bring up about the... Maybe the Raiders play better now. Maybe there were several members of this team who had issues. We know that when, when Gruden left Tampa Bay, there were several members of the Buccaneers that had issues with Gruden. Mm-hmm. Maybe this frees the Raiders up a little bit. Maybe the, maybe the players come out and play a little better. Well, you can only hope. Uh, you know, he left under bad terms with Mr. Al Davis. Uh, didn't want to get paid for, didn't get paid for a year. And we'll see what happens. Tony Neville's with us in studio. Got to love it. From Treasure Island. You come in from out of town. Swing by T.I. Check out the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Stick around. We're coming right back to Vegas on Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. The NHL season starts tonight. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Tony Neville's here from Treasure Island. And we get the two games on the docket tonight. Tampa Bay starts the quest for the three-peat minus two... Two forty. Call that the consensus. Against a real undermanned Pittsburgh team. Basically, it's Tampa Bay against Wilkes-Barre. Seriously, <laughs> that's, that's what's going on. Yeah. And the total is six shaded to the under. And then here in Vegas, T-Mobile Arena, the Golden Knights minus 250 against Seattle. The expansion team makes their debut. Five guys for them on a COVID list. Some of their better players, but nonetheless, what do we know? We'll, we'll see what Seattle brings to the table. Giordano's named the captain. And let's start with you, uh, Tony. Total, total in the game, by the way, is five and a half, under 30. Leonard and Grubauer will get the start. It's, when the Golden Knights are back in action, did you you see people from Seattle start to pop in a little bit? Well, I'm hoping to. I haven't been to work yet today. You know, I had a little problem <laughs> there with some, uh, issues at my home and a flat tire, but uh, I'll be going down there later on. I hope to. Although one of our Carly, one of our new tellers, she sported a Kraken jersey as soon as they announced it. She ordered one, and she wears it proudly. And of course, we advised her that this is really Golden Knight territory. <laughs> that she might want to maybe uh, wear that when they're not playing the Golden Knights. Slick uniforms. So I have to wait and see what she's wearing uh, this afternoon when I get down there. So what did you do, man? Did you put the toy tire on? Or or, did you call AAA? What did you do? uh, No, I uh, drove it flat to discount tires. Oh, there you go. Did you save it? Was it a nail in the tire? No, it was goodbye. Goodbye? It was goodbye. Whole enchilada? You know, kind of like the water softener. Goodbye. They tried to upsell it? Try to get four new ones? Oh, no, no. Well, you know, I always try to upsell them. I always say, hey, I bought that insurance. Remember, this tire should be for free. But, uh, no, I expect uh, I expect that we're going to have a little 
stand back and watch on the Golden Knights from our local community. The Fleury deal really disenfranchised a lot of folks who felt that he was great for the community. But, you know, this is a business run by others, and you got to make the best of it. And we'll see. Maybe we'll come out and play even better. Maybe we will overachieve beyond what we've done the last couple of years, but that would have to mean winning a Stanley Cup championship. Let's go to college football. Got to ask you. Bama goes down, and Florida almost got them. You know, Bama's still, you know, phenomenal, but clearly they lose one and almost lost another. And the Iowa-Penn State game, I'm a Penn State guy. I'm... I'm bitter. I mean, they had the Sasquatch foot on them until the quarterback got hurt. And got a little interesting run for our money here in college football all of a sudden. Yeah, it's great. You know, Georgia Bulldogs, they got a big bite inside the, that mouth of theirs. So, you know, if we ever see Georgia and Alabama, that'll be fine. But the, the good news is is college football is alive, it's healthy. We've got great action from 9 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night with the Hawaii games or Boise State games or whoever's that late game. We couldn't be more happy. Now, I noticed that uh, our boys from up north in Reno, they put on a track meet last week, and I think they scored between 80 and 90 points combined uh, up, up there in, in northern Nevada. So... There's, there's going to be some games that are low scoring, but you're going to see a lot of games as this college football season moves on where you're going to see some second and third string players in there, and I think we're going to see some bigger scores moving forward. I'm telling you, man, the one that's really interesting to me, and, I mean, we'll find out. I mean, the deep end of the pools are coming. But this Michigan State team can score. And, you know, Iowa's getting a lot of pub. Ohio State, Michigan, you know, and there's Michigan State flying underneath the radar, and that was always a run-and-stop-the-run kind of team. That offense is really, really good. Uh, I, they're number 10 in the country. We said this two weeks ago. I don't, I, From a flyer perspective, if you were going to take a swing at it, a little overlay, Michigan State's interesting because they would love to get a Big Ten team. I mean, we're, you know, we're seeing the same batch of characters every year. I, I think that's a excellent observation by you, Brian. I think that you know you probably get a good price on them uh, to win that conference, and I, I think they got a shot. Ohio State's down, Michigan's down, um, you know, Penn State and Iowa. I think you kind of have to watch out for, but Michigan State's a good football team. I think I think Michigan and Ohio State have still got some stamping to do. I think Ohio State dropped sixty-two points last weekend, so they're a little infuriated from uh, getting that stick on the losers column. I don't see any paperwork in front of you, but you're a pretty pretty sharp guy. Who have you made big adjustments on recently, yay or nay, in college football? Well, I'm I'm anxious. I, I watched Ole Miss beat Arkansas. I know that they got stomped on. I'm looking at that second tier, Brian. Not the top tier. I think Ole Miss is alive. I think both Michigan and Ohio State with Michigan State is going to make that interesting. Uh, I think you can put a, a, a big uh, ride through USC. I think they're, they're done for the year. This uh, Arizona State team, they're showing a little bit. Um, when you get back 
to the East Coast over there. I'm still trying to figure out what North Carolina is all about. I want to know what Virginia is all about. We found out last week Maryland's got nothing in their tank. And uh, what about Cincinnati? Tom? Yeah. Oh well, I think they're legit. The only thing you got right now is weakness of schedule. The rest of the way on in, but they they should go in undefeated. And I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't get a ticket. But because of weakness of schedule, they may do like they've done in the past, which is that was a great record you had, but not enough uh, big name teams. What do you do with it on the Rolodex? Coastal Carolina. I mean, they're unbeaten, but they don't play anybody, and it's not necessarily their fault, right? I mean, big schools sometimes duck out on teams like this, but realistically, even if they win out, how high can they climb? I don't know. What do you figure? Maybe ten or twelve? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, there's going to be a lot of teams with one loss. A whole lot of teams with one loss. We're not going to have too many people come out of this unscathed. Will the Pac-12 ever pull out of what they're in right now? Like UCLA, USC, it's it's not the same. Oregon with Cristobal, they started off good, but they're they're not playing well here recently, in my opinion. Um, Arizona, Arizona State have never set the world on fire. Um, Stanford, even even with I, I like their head coach, but they're down this year. Do, can the Pac-12 get back to where they once were, or are they forever what they are now? I think it's probably a five-year. Uh, well, yeah, five, at least a five-year rebuild. I mean, there's going to be coaching changes, uh, but it takes a special group of kids to be able to go undefeated or even have one loss. That's the other thing; they're not recruiting like they used to. So. Well, you know, we're getting ready to start paying players, so we'll have to see uh, how deep the pockets go West Coast. And I know that the West Coast has got deep pockets just yeah. like they have on the East. You know, the one thing I would say about that, I mean, we get so focused on, you know, the, the playoff and who's going to win the whole thing. I will say this. The Pac-12 is entertaining. I mean, there's a parody component. And all those years with Pete Carroll, USC, stomping on teams. I mean, week to week in the Pac-12, anybody can beat anybody. It's entertaining. I well, give them that. I mean, I you know. But that's what they envisioned in the first place when they re- reduced the number of scholarships was to create parity. So you really can't have it both ways. You can't expect a team to go on forever, but yet parity is what gives everybody hope that they can go out there one particular weekend and win. But re- think of it this way, Brian. With the number of kids that you look at right now, and I call kids, guys in the NFL, that are what you would classify as truly great professionals, you can probably count maybe six of them but when you think about college football and the number of teams that are out there, 150 to 200 teams, to think that maybe six out of those 200 universities are going to make it and be an elite pro quarterback over a four-year period, that means that there's a lot of average Joes throwing at football. Baseball, man. Houston and the White Sox, did they stop for like a hot dog break? I mean, it's, Are they not scoring? No, it's 3-1, but it's only the top of the fourth. It seems like we've been talking about that game for three hours. That's, yeah, something's up there. Maybe what they, about the baseball people into the base? The Dodgers 
Giants, every pitch matters. That's pretty good stuff. Great game last night. Mm-hmm. If you were a Giants fan, I mean, that reliever came in there the last two innings, and it was uh, he put the kibosh on them. But uh, baseball. How about the wind? The baseball gods. That wind was howling in. Yeah. Yeah. Dodgers, Do- Dodgers hit a lot of big flies that I think gone any out. other night would have gone out. Well, they had the same jet stream issue we did. And then the other day when they canceled the Chicago game, they had that same problem that Kansas City had. I guess it was Monday night or Sunday night, whatever it was. Yeah. They had a lot of possibility for tornadic uh, activity. And so the weather is changing across the nation. So stay glued to your weather map because it affects multi-sports. It's coming. No, weather's absolutely going to be a thing. There's no doubt. Very, very soon. I've seen a handful of games uh, be impacted by weather, but it's going to become kind of the norm in the Northeast, Midwest. Uh, That clock is ticking real fast. So, coming up, a lot of cool things. we got the, the horse racing contest Friday, November 5th. Correct. First day of the Breeders' Cup. That's the, the big thing coming up. Right. $1,000 entry fee. The top two finishers will each win a seat if they're a member of the National Handicappers Championship to the World Championship, which will be hosted down there at Bally's with the folks from uh, Eldorado Group that own the Caesars Corporation, which is a good horse racing company along with Treasure Island. And... Um, but you have to be a member to win one of those seats, and then we'll pay off the top three finishers. 50% of entry fees go to first place. 20 goes to second. 10% go to the third. And remember, you know, if you come to the Treasure Island, Brian, because the parking's free, you also get free racing forms if you have one of our players' cards. And if you don't have one, we can make it for you right there at the Race and Sports. How do you spell that? Oh, T-H-A-T. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. F-R-E-E. That's E-E. Free parking. And you know what? That's a big benefit to a lot of people. They are kind of tired of having to pay to park to go and have some adult entertainment. No, you know, I mean, I get it. What? I, what do you get, Brian? No, no, I, I wish well, the corporate aspect of all that's going on. We can't lose touch of you know, some of the old... Vegas mentality. You know, I mean, you gotta you gotta hang on to some of it. Yeah, you've got to figure if they got four fingers and or eight fingers and two thumbs around the steering wheel, least you could do is say, "Come on in and park between the lines." <laughs> Tony Neville's with us. We'll take it to the top of the hour. Scott Farrell be with you on the network. We'll have Vegas Hockey Hotline locally. Don't forget. The Monday Night Maniacs, great food, great drink, 24-7, the kitchen's open. Our friends over at Oasis, 4955 South Decatur. It's lunchtime. I just made myself hungry. Coming back to Vegas in a moment. I'm attorney Adam Cutner. I grew up playing hockey, and I've been a lifelong fan of the NHL. To win in hockey... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Race into the start of the NHL season. I'm jacked about that, Stevie. That's going to be good fun. Let's get it going, man. I'm with you. Drop the puck. I'm, I'm, 
I'm hope. Have you seen anything on the on the net? I'm hoping the Kraken are here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean the COVID thing. They had five guys out, so we'll keep tabs on that. Uh, but hockey's up and running. 82 game slate is going to be good fun. We're jacked about that, Mr. Neville. The hockey's starting. That means the NBA is not far away, and is the blue ribbon out yet? College hoops can't be far behind. It is not out to the best of my knowledge. I have called the people down at the Gambler's Bookstore down there on Main Street, and they are going to give me a call. They expected it in about the 15th of October, and that's what we're praying for because it takes several days to read through each of the teams and work the power rankings. Have you gotten a little head start on anything, or are you waiting? No, absolutely not, because that's about 72 hours. That's really a real pleasure to get in. You take about seven hours to sleep, and then you get back up and go to another couple of conferences. Is that a grind, or is that... I mean, I know you well, love it. Is it fun, or is it a grind? Well, it's a grind for people that don't like it, but for yeah. people that love doing power rankings and getting ready for the start of the season, it's a real treat to be able to get out there and say, hey, I'm ready to go. What are the tipping points? What do, what do you look for? Uh, are there things that, that push you over the top? Is, is it experience? Oh, I think uh, starting returners is very important. Uh, was the coach the same coach as last year? Did they make it to the tournament the previous year? Uh, what are, uh, How are their backcourt and front court? And uh, I think that's all you can look at. And then you look at the people that left the team and whether or not you perceive that the people coming into the program through free agency or whatever we call it, the transfer portal. <laughs> what do we call can, it? Yeah, can go ahead and, and make this team a better team. Buddy, thank you for coming in. It's always a lot it's, of fun. I appreciate it, Steve and Brian. Treat to see you. You're coming in from out of town, please do. Hey, stay and play. Go down to TI. See Tony and the gang at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Scott Rose coming up next on the network. we got Vegas Hockey Helling locally, Stevie. That will be one fast hour. I can guarantee you that. Yes, it will. Hey, thanks to Chris Bavona, our producer back in New York. Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. Have a great day, folks. Hey.